All right, hello, welcome back on episode four now of the Kentucky Dad Podcast brought to you by SB Nations of Sea of Blue. I'm Big Blue Drew, and if you haven't listened to the podcast before, welcome. You may be a Cats by 90 listener. And if you are new to it, this is kind of a, a no stats needed prep talk, just parenting, what's going on with the kids, and kind of getting to know some UK sports figures. We started off with TJ Beisner, Justin Rowland, and then last week we had Tony Delk, which was phenomenal. If you haven't heard that one yet, it'd be a good one to start with, maybe. Obviously, they're not timely either, so it's kind of nice you can catch up on them whenever you like. We're not necessarily hitting a lot of timely sports, but so that was the plug for that. So again, episode four, I'm excited today to be joined by somebody that uh, has joined me a few times actually on the Cats by 90 podcast. So um, from B-Row Productions, my man, Bradley McKee, what is up, man? Hey, what's up, Drew, man? Uh, you know, I'm glad that you got me on. Uh, I remember you reaching out to me, talking about you want to do this. And I was like, hey, I'm the man. I can do it. You're always coming through. And so I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, and this is something I'm excited about. It was really nice, especially with how everything's going in the sports world right now, to have something that's kind of inspiring that I'm passionate about. And other people, too, I think it's nice. You know, I always use the same analogy, but if I'm doing radio or you're doing something, I mean, we're talking about our kids anyway. People are probably like, shut up. So we might as well do it formally, you know. So, again, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Right, yeah. You know, like I said, I always love talking about my kids. Uh, You know, obviously they're a big part of our life. So, you know, if we're not working, we're obviously with our kids. So uh, it's always a good balance, I think. I think if I didn't have my kids, I don't think I know what I would be doing or if I would be as motivated to be working and doing things I'm doing, you know, just to keep myself afloat. Same, man. I'm right there with you. And you're also a unique guest because a few reasons. One, we obviously know each other a little bit. Um, if anyone doesn't know, Bradley played a lot of ball at Spalding here in Louisville, and I played a little bit. So our paths crossed. So I know you. I've met your kids, actually. Um, your kids have met at least my daughter. You've met my wife. So um, that's a little bit different because, actually, I didn't know. I talked to TJ Beisner a couple times. I actually knew him through you. And then never spoke to Justin Rowland, never spoke to Tony Duck. So you're you're new for that one. So I'm excited because at least I got a little bit of background on as far as you and, and your boys. So to start, man, why don't you just tell us that? I so I know you got a couple kids, just uh, their names and ages, maybe a little bit about them. Yeah, I have twin boys. They are 11 years old. Uh, their names are Ashton and Reese. Um, they're big into sports. Uh, you know, they're energetic. Um, you know, they, they're wonderful kids. You know, they, they're not troublemakers, right? Not right now. <laughs> you know, thank God. Um, you know, but like you said, they're 11 years old. I love them to death. They're, like I said, they're big into sports. They're always, you know, trying to follow me around when I'm doing my work or if I'm going to an event, they always want to go with me, which is cool because, you know, it gives me the opportunity, A, to spend time with them. And then two, they get to see me work. And so, uh, it's kind of like, uh, you know, the best of both worlds. You know, I get to hang out with my kids, but they also get to see me work and I get to make a little bit of money. So uh it's pretty cool. You know, I definitely enjoy hanging out with them. And then also you know, I have my beautiful wife. Uh, like I said, I'm, I'm a newlywed, if you want to say that. I got married mm-hmm. back in uh October. And um, so, you know, that's been going well. This is the time that you really get to figure out if you really like each other because <laughs> we're quarantined in the house. So oh, right. uh, yeah, has definitely been definitely <laughs> – this is definitely, uh, it will test your patience, um, you know, because, um, you're, you're around each other 24 seven. So, uh, but it's been going well. We've been trying to stay busy, active and, uh, you know, trying to, you know, keep ourselves busy from not going crazy, I'd say. 
Yeah, you know, I was doing a little preparing to talk to you, Bradley, and your kids are in fifth grade, aren't they? Yes, they are fifth grade. Oh, uh, damn, man. I feel, I feel so bad for fifth graders, eighth graders, and twelfth graders, man. They just got stripped. I, I just remember, especially fifth grade, man. You, you remember how lit fifth grade was towards the end? Like, you got a little school dance and everyone knew, you know, was splitting ways. So it was a lot of sentimentalness to it. So as soon as I thought of that, I felt bad for them, man, because it really does stink how everything went down for those kids that were kind of graduating. Yeah, I, I did feel pretty bad for them, you know, because like you said, I mean, you, that's what you do. You work hard, especially when you're a senior. You know, you work hard and you know it's your last year. You walk across that stage or you play your very last basketball game or, or whatever sporting event you're playing, you play your last one and you want to be able to do that. And a lot of kids obviously wasn't able to have, make that happen. And so, uh, I guess their memory is going to be like, I never really got to finish out my last year. And they're either at elementary school going into middle school or middle school going into high school or high school getting ready to go to college. So, you know, it's one of those things that you, that you look forward to. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a milestone or it's a stepping stone to your next, uh, you know, journey in your life. And so uh, a lot of kids won't be able to do that, but I do feel bad for them, but it's part of life. You know, uh, we have things like this happen. And if you, if you look at the positives and, and, and that, that come from this, you know, you can spend time with your family. Uh, you're staying healthy. You live through this thing because it's obviously deadly. So, uh, you know, uh, if you, if you try to stay positive through these things, you can have some good things to come out, uh, of this. But, you know, it's kind of hard when you're cooped up in the house 24 seven and not really doing the things you love, playing sports or working or whatever you may do. It's kind of tough. So. Yeah, that was going to be kind of one of my first questions. And again, I do, I, I feel for them because especially having to switch schools. So now their next school experience is nerve-wracking starting in sixth grade, but they'll be fine. And at least positive news is kind of starting to trend that way. But one of my first questions was going to be that, and you've already talked about it a little bit, but I know I'm struggling, man. It's been a rough week or so for me since I did the last dad podcast with the kids. It's just like I'm kind of getting to that tipping point where um, I've taken up fishing a lot, man. I've been going fishing. As soon as the wife's like, yeah, you can go, the tires are squealing before, you know, she's finished. But what are you and the family doing to kind of keep your sanity with uh, this extended time of close quarters? Man, that's a very good question. Uh, you know, we've been trying to keep ourselves busy, like I was saying earlier. We kind of somewhat have a routine a little bit, but we kind of you know deviate from that from time to time. Uh, usually when we get up in the morning, obviously, if the boys have school, they get on their iPads and log in and do their attendance and do their schoolwork. Uh, my wife is a uh, resource teacher, which she helps teachers teach. So she's obviously doing her Zoom meetings and uh, doing that in the morning. And then myself, um, I'm usually, you know, trying to conduct interviews. You know, uh, I'm trying to do like what you're doing. You're doing a podcast, but I'm trying to do Zoom interviews. So each week I've been uh, blessed to have former Wildcat players come on, whether basketball or football. And so I just I recently just had Tony Delk on. Um, like right, you know, right. I <laughs> was total. That was total coincidence, by the way, because I saw you yeah. post that, and I was like, you know, two totally different like subject matters, though, because uh, mine was man, I learned so much about Tony Duck, which I'm, you know, things y'all probably didn't get into just about his childhood, and so uh, awesome dude, man, one of my childhood heroes. So that's kind of cool. We both caught up with him in the with just a few days between. Yeah, yeah. Like you said, I reached out to him and he was, he was, uh, you know, happy to do it and I was happy to have him on, you know, and then the week before that I had Kyle Wilcher on it, which was really good to hear from him because I know a lot of UK fans have been wondering what he's been up to. Then I had, uh, 
uh, Derek Willis on the, the week before that, and I had uh, Chris Lofton, and I think I had my first guest was Marcus Lee. So I've been blessed enough to be able to get some of these guys. So I've been trying to reach out, trying to get some of these guys on just to, A, um, keep myself busy, you know, do those interviews, and then catch up with them. You know, it's always good to hear from these guys and see what they're doing during this, uh, you know, this crazy pandemic. But getting back to what I'm doing, so once everybody gets all the work done in the house, we have been doing these workouts or trying to do these workouts at home. We we log on to YouTube and they're uh they're Mr. and Mrs. Muscle. That's what they call themselves and they uh <laughs> they have tons and tons of workouts. I mean you can do weights, no weights, upper body, lower body, abs, okay, okay. Whatever you want to do. So we try to do some of those workouts. Uh we've been trying but we haven't always been uh able to do those because we have both been busy or we've been tired or, you know, just get motivation to try to like do those in the house but after we do that we always you know try to have lunch together and then uh we usually go on a walk somewhere we try to find a park obviously that's not crowded or uh different areas just to walk around to get some exercise in get some fresh air and then usually about that time we come back and we watch the governor we we watch the governor on tv to figure out you know how many people have you know been affected with coronavirus the deaths what's new with unemployment what's all those things that you kind of want to know what's going on with your state or your city that you live in. And then I used to get online. I just kind of just surf the internet, man, trying to look for other things to, to do and talk about. But that's kind of how our day kind of goes. Um, some days are longer than the others. Some days are more boring than the others. But I'm like you, man. I'm kind of hitting that point where I'm looking for something different to happen. Now, it's, it's been a month. Uh, I'm like, I've done this, but I, now I'm looking for that change. Like, okay, when can we start, you know, get back to normal life? And it looks like we might be out for another month. So I'm just trying to hold on, Drew. It is, man. Each day I can go back and forth with it. Like you mentioned, there's it's so much positives, like my work responsibilities, home. I mean, it's kind of like accountability, I feel like, is at an all-time low. And everyone can kind of just chill around with their family, watch Netflix. And it sounds great, and it was great. And sometimes it is great. But overall, I think we all get to that point, man. I just want to go to a restaurant, dap somebody up, play basketball, something um, with some normality. But, again, at least it's getting to be light at the end of the tunnel. So that's good stuff. And then sounds like you guys are trying to do stuff to keep busy. Again, I know we're just – we have good days and bad days, man. And sometimes I feel like I can I'm, – I'm struggling to stimulate, you know, my older one's mind right now, which I'm sure you're in a similar spot because they're, they're the similar age. But – Good for them, too, man, trying to work out because another observation that I've made through COVID-19 is that you're either in the best shape of your life or you're sitting around eating donuts all day. And, and I'm falling in the second category because I don't know what it is. I'll, more free time, you know, but I just can't get motivated. The weather's nice. So good for them for trying to stay active and busy, which I think, my, you know, my daughter's doing the same. They're doing Zoom workouts with um, like basketball coaches and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, the, like you said, I, I'm with you, too. Here's the thing. I'll work out a little bit and get motivated, and my kids will too. But then, you know, them, you know, their metabolism, they burn up stuff so fast. So I'm eating like <laughs> they're eating, but it ain't work. I don't get the same result. You know, they're still staying skinny, but I'm over here getting the gut and getting big, and I'm like, man. So I got to definitely watch that. But, um, yeah, it's been tough, man. You know, like staying busy uh, is the thing to do. But, you know, what's, what was crazy over this past weekend, uh, you know, my birthday was, was here, you know, I turned 38. And so my wife's like, what do you want to do? Wow. And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> and so basically we got all dressed up. We went outside, we took pictures 
And then we came back in. They had this nice dinner uh, for me. They basically uh, ordered takeout from J. Alexander Redlands. And mm. uh, we had steak and, and baked potato and macaroni and cheese. And then they sung Happy Birthday. I had a cake from Nut and Bud Cakes. And it was really cool, you know. And uh, it was probably one of the better birthdays I've ever had, you know, considering the circumstance. And then we played Uno after we got done, played a couple games of Uno and, and watched the movie. So um, it was pretty cool. But, you know, those type of things that I will remember because obviously we've been quarantined in the house and uh, staying pretty busy. But we've been trying to do things to kind of like, you know, keep ourselves busy. Like I said, I've been starting with the boys. You know, we've been doing every couple of days just kind of recording something. Like, hey, we're here. It's day whatever with quarantine. Just to kind of record it because obviously this is going to be history, you know. And mm-hmm. so we try to do something like that so we can go maybe go back and look at it five, ten years from now and be like, man, you believe it when we were, you know, quarantined in the house? So. Uh, we're just doing different stuff, man. Just trying to be creative at the house. Man, I got to get better at that. My da- my daughter's going to listen to this if she listens to it and gets so mad at me because we've sat down and recorded a few times. And it's me, man. I don't know what it is. I just struggle, like, with you or really anybody. I do radio, so, you know, quite often and stuff. And I don't know, man, just something about us. I'm going to have to put some time and work in on it because she really wants to do things with, like, YouTube channels and stuff. But two things I wrote down when you were talking, man. One – I don't think anybody in the world eats better than you, man. Every time I talk to you, you tell me about nice restaurant or now that, you know, a nice meal for your birthday. So I really appreciate that you appreciate a nice meal. <laughs> oh, yes. I appreciate all the nice meals. And, and that's what we do. My You know, my wife and I, we always try to figure out where's a good local place to go eat. And, you know, so we can recommend it to, to other people, you know, or whether it's barbecue, steak burger i mean you know i love a good meal you know what i'm saying i don't miss too many of them and i really enjoy them so i, I look forward to having a nice little meal man so uh I, I always stay full yeah two times with that too so if you haven't listened to the cats by 90 podcast before um we hung out at the belt ball a lot man obviously that was my greatest football memory but just an awesome weekend in charlotte and you told a good story about you know basically bumping into vince merrill and the kind of the coaching staff at, uh, what was the name of the restaurant? Cause it was a nice one in Charlotte. What was it? Yeah. What, oh, God. It just, it just hit my, just, well, I'm a, Fleming. Fleming. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I remember that was nice. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then secondly, for a nice meal, man. So I had TJ on. And again, I, I knew TJ through you. Obviously you guys work together closely and I had talked about it on that podcast, man. I thought it was just super dope. How I knew you guys were friends. And then when, um, the thing that you guys were doing, it was a KSTV. Am I saying it right? Yeah, KSTV, yep. Right. So, so when that kind of, you know, disbanded, when he, you know, obviously it was clear that you guys looked out for each other and still do. So I always thought that was cool, but dinner's going to be with me, man. We're going to do that because you know, I live in, you know, the kind of the Highlands area. We got some good spots over here. So whenever we're allowed, me, you, TJ Beisner, we're going to go out and we'll have us a, a nice meal. Hey, man, I'm all down for that because like you said, me and TJ, that's what we did, man. When we worked together, we worked together for seven years at KSTV, and we did a lot of road trips for games and stuff. And I would drive, and he would basically be on his phone looking up places to eat where we were going, you know. And so I remember a couple times we went to Kansas when we went to the Kansas-Kentucky game back when I had Jamal Murray and Tyler Eulis and Poitras. We were going to Kansas, but we also did a story on Willie Colley-Stein because he was from Kansas. And so we actually tweeted at him. was like, hey, what's a good place to eat? And he tweeted back and gave us this uh, Kansas barbecue place. 
and it was awesome. It was great. We went there and ate there, and we said, hey, we came here because Willie um, recommended it. Like, yeah, he come here all the time because his high school mm-hmm. wasn't too far from the um, from the barbecue place. And so it was awesome. So that's all we did, man. With any place we went to, we always try to find the best place to eat while we were out. So I think that's where it got me going now that I'm home, <laughs> trying to figure out where to go eat. So that's where it came from. Yeah, man, as soon as we get the green light, we might not be able to shake hands, but we'll we'll do it. We'll meet somewhere and we'll follow whatever protocol we need to. But all right, so again, uh, Drew Brown, Bradley McKee on the fourth episode of the Kentucky Dad Podcast brought to you by SB Nations of Sea of Blue. We're glad you're listening. No, there's no sports right now, so trying to fill the content up with something else. And I want to work my way backwards a little bit with Bradley and kind of talk about um, father figures in your life a little and kind of see how it molded you as a parent. But before we jump into that, let's take a quick sponsor break. All right, we are back on the Kentucky Dad Pod, Drew Brown, Bradley McKee. So again, man, it's been fun kind of talking about COVID-19. We should start doing more video chats because I have been integrating into that world. And as I don't love it, it does give you a little sense at least of, like you're with people. So I might have to start switching it up to that. But man, let's work our way backwards a little bit again. So you talked about what you're doing now, your twin boys, Ashton and Reese, newlywed. But what about your childhood, man? And I, I don't know much about that. So I'm kind of interested in just father figures in your life and how that shaped the way that, um, that you parent today. Yeah. You know, going back to my childhood, you know, I mean, I grew up in a small town, uh, called Flemingsburg. Um, in Fleming County, it's eastern part of Kentucky. It's kind of like uh, between uh, Mount Sterling and Moorhead. It's about two hours from Louisville. Uh, it's really small, 3,000 people there, uh, one high school, three elementary schools, one middle school. And so, you know, the people there, you know, just good old people. Uh, all, everybody, you know, supported you no matter what you were doing. Uh, me playing basketball and football and doing track a little bit. Mostly basketball was where I had most success. Before uh, before you go any further, um, I got to know, because I'm sure you probably know, you have to be, I'm assuming you're somewhere on the list of, like, leading something at your <laughs> high school. <laughs> Man, you know what? We actually had a really good team. So I don't think I was a leading scorer. I maybe led in assist. I don't know if I led in, I know I didn't lead in rebounds. But I did, here's one thing. Here's kind of crazy. So when we were playing in our uh, regional uh, finals, which is was in Mason County, um, the home of Darius Miller and Chris Lofton. Uh, they always had their the region there. It's a gym. It's an older gym. It's called the Fieldhouse. It's named after Darren Fieldhouse's father, and um, it holds about ten thousand people. Well, we were p- playing Paris there, and Paris was really good. They had a guy on named Ches Marks. He ended up going to Moorhead. They had a bunch of good guys on the team. So anyway, we were playing them, and I hit the last second shot to take it to the state tournament. Um, mm. and, uh, wait, so uh, you, wait, I didn't know that you played it. You made it, y'all made it to the Sweet 16? Yeah, yeah, we made the Sweet oh, 16. Oh man, I'm so jealous. Yeah. Uh, yeah, twice, we, wow. Twice. We went in 98, 99. We went back to back. And Ballard won it in 99, right? Yeah, mm hmm, yep. That was and loaded. So, and we, we should have won in the 98. We got beat to Paintsville. That's when they had Todd Tackett and, uh, J.R. Vance. Mm. We lost, we lost to them wow. in the semifinals. Because we I did not know Louis. any of that. Wow. Yeah. So we had beat Bull County and then we beat Louisville Eastern who won it in 97. 
and uh, we beat them because they had like Ramon Taylor, Jermaine Taylor. They had all these Taylors on the team that were really yeah, good. And uh, so I ended up hitting that shot. And they, so the next day I go to school, I was running late because I had, you know, I was all excited about me hitting this shot. And I walk in and I remember as I'm going to my home room, they got on the PA announcer. They're like, Hey guys, good morning. Today's a special day. Uh, today is Bradley McKee day. And I looked around, I'm like, what? <laughs> so I go to my home room class and they're all like stand up clapping and cheering. And, um, uh, it was pretty crazy that day. They actually end up, uh, putting inside the, cafeteria had a whole sign that said Bradley McKee day. They gave me free lunch. I had, I got extra lunch. I got extra milk. Uh, and it's funny. I ended up taking a picture in front of that sign they had up there. And I think I still have it somewhere. It's pretty funny. So, uh, so that's the only thing that's probably big for me back at home. They have a day that was named after me for hitting the shot. And, uh, that was pretty cool. Uh, but, but like you said, going back to, you were talking about, you know, father figures and people that influenced me and, molded me who I was. I, you know, first I'll go ahead and say my dad. My dad is a hardworking guy. He worked in a rock mine, which is like they have to take a, a shaft elevator and go a thousand feet beneath the ground. And what they do, they go down there and they blast and they crush up the rock to make it in the line. And so my dad, he's been doing that for probably almost, I want to say 35, 40 years now. And he's about to retire. And, uh, you know, he was always a hard worker. You know, he always told me like, you know, if you want to do some work, you know, do it at your best ability and, uh, you know, no days off. And so my dad, I don't think he's ever called in sick. I feel like he's worked for 40 plus years and not called in sick. And, um, so I always kind of was got that hard or those hard work ethics from my dad. And then also another guy that coached me in high school was Lake Kelly, um, who's passed away. He's been gone for about eight to 10 years now, but, um, he was assistant coach under Joe B. Hall at Kentucky back when they had Sam Bowie and Kenny Skywalker and, you know, all those guys. He was actually the one that helped uh, L- uh, Leonard Hamilton get a jo- his first job. He was like the first African-American coach at Kentucky, been assistant, was um, uh, Leonard Hamilton, who's now the Florida State coach. And he actually still sends Mrs. Kelly's wife flowers on Mother's Day to her because, you know, he's kind of one of those guys that, Helped him get in, the, get in the coaching job, you know, getting into coaching. He's been at Florida State for 20-plus years. And so he was a guy who always was on me pretty hard at basketball, but he also inspired me, you know. Like, he he pushed me. He told me, like, you can do anything you want to do. And uh, he always stayed on me. I remember when I went to my first college uh, in Wilberforce in Ohio. It's a, it's a HBCU, which is a historical black college. And I went there and I just kind of lost my ways and I didn't really want to play ball. So I decided to come back home. And then I was literally sitting at the house and it's during the summer and coach goes like, Hey, what are you going to do? And I'm like, I'm just going to chill. He's like, no, you ain't. You're going to play basketball. So he literally drove me from Flemingsburg to Louisville to have a tryout at Spalding. And I didn't get a scholarship to play ball there, uh, during the open gym session with coach gray. And, uh, so I never forget that, you know, he always, you know, looked out for me and always, uh, saw the best of me before I saw the best of myself. And so I give a lot of credit to him, man. And so he taught me how to work hard, love people and, and, and keep your drive. And so I try to do it with my kids, you know, I spend time with them. Like my dad spent time with me. I push my kids in sports and, and academics and all that stuff. Like coach Kelly pushed me. So, um, you know, that's, those, those are two main people in my life that kind of really, um, you know, along with my mother and my cousins, all my family, they were all there 
to help me out, even the people in my community. But uh, those two were definitely big influences in my life. Well, I got to start with what you said first, man. I'm putting this on Twitter right now that I, I have I, I respected you before, but I have such a newly found respect for you for the fact that I've known you for many years. And I'm just now finding out that not only did you play in two sweet 16s, but you hit a game winning shot to go to one. I would have told myself that story like uh, if you knew me for just a few days, you would have done heard that story. So props to you for keeping that in and being humble about it. <laughs> Yeah, man, you know, it, it, look, it, I always, look, it, it was fun during the moment, but now I'm a grown man and I have my own kids and it, I even try, I try to tell them, they're like, whatever, dad, you know, I'm not cool enough because they're back then when I was playing, um, you know, we didn't really have a lot of games that were on film or that were taped. I mean, we have games that were taped that are on VHS, but they don't have, I don't have any proof to really show them that, hey, I, daddy used to play, you know? And so now, you know, with them, they always like to go to YouTube and, and, and look up highlights for, from different players, I don't have any really highlights to really show them, you know. So <laughs> it's kind of fun, mm-hmm. you know. I I, I kind of laugh about it, and you know now, I, and I can kind of you know say what I want to say because there's no proof out there to really show it. So I'm like, yeah, I used to dunk on like six <laughs> nine dudes, you know. <laughs> so they're like, where's it at? I'm like, you just gotta believe me. You gotta take my word for it. So. <laughs> Yeah, that's amazing, man. I, I want to, I want to hear more about that because that's something that lingers on me. And I, I played in a tough, tough seventh region, but looking back, I always wish I would have personally worked a little harder, pushed my teammates just to have that opportunity because that's really neat. And then also, man, you talked about your dad and it's something very similar to my dad that I hang on to also, which is just nothing else, man. I don't care what job they do, how much money they have, anything like that, man, but they punch that clock, dude. Wake up every day, go to work. And I know that was something that was ingrained on me and that I tell, I try to do a lot of like financial literacy stuff with youth and my kids. I'm always pushing on them. Like it's a skill when that alarm goes off in the morning, just to punch it every day and get dressed, wear your uniform, whatever you do, just go do it, man. There's so many people that just can't figure that out. So that's something that the two of us share is that I think, you know, our fathers both taught us that meaning, I guess, of hard work. And if you're, if you're well and you can get on your feet, go to work. Mhm. Oh yeah, my dad. That's what he always told me, man. You can get up, like you said, get on your feet, and and you're able to go to work. And you know, I know my dad went to work a lot of times sick. I think my dad, to be honest, just like um a couple weeks ago, he had pneumonia, and I called him to see how he was doing. And he was talking about going to work, and I said, Dad, no, man, you got the you got the time. Take some time off. You know what I mean? Like he was still ready to go to work because he thought, you know, for him, he was gonna let his company down or let his guys that he worked with, his coworkers. Uh, that's, that's how hard my dad worked. And so, um, you know, I always kind of, um, had that, you know, because, you know, I'm gonna go back here to when I was in high school. Um, and I'm, I'm kind of all over the place, but I'm gonna go back to when I was in high school. This is a moment that I'll never forget. So my mom ended up having, uh, high blood pressure and had kidney failure. So basically she had to go do dialysis and, you know, eventually she ended up getting a transplant. You know, but during that time, my brother, my older brother, he was in college playing football. And then I left high school to go play basketball in Ohio. My dad never missed one of our games. Like he would still come there, even though my mom was sick and, and going in the hospital and doing dialysis and stuff. My dad was still like basically take care of all of us. My mom wasn't working. He had two kids that were in college. And you know how it is in college. You don't have no money. You know what I'm saying? Like you have a scholarship, but that's all you get. You get your little money from scholarship. But, you know, my brother had a car. You know, I didn't have a car. I was 
I was sharing with my cousin because he actually went to college with me. So we were sharing his car. And so during that whole entire time, my dad was basically, you know, holding the fort down while we were out here trying to, you know, uh, get an education. So, you know, my dad was just, you know, I thank him. I love him for all the things he's done. So, um, you know, I, I remember that. So, like I said, I try to instill that into my son and say, hey, look, man, you know, you got to work hard because no one's going to give you anything. You got to push through, even though times may be hard, you can still fight through it. You still got a little bit left. So I, that, I just took that a lot of that. I took a lot of that from my dad. You know, I have a lot of respect for him. Hell yeah, man. That, that's truth, you know, and that, that's why this podcast is here, right? You you had that fatherly figure and it's clearly trickled down. I know usually anytime we're talking, it's about our kids and, and you can tell that you're laying that, that groundwork for them too. And I've mentioned several times and you see this more than anyone, because if you don't know, Bradley's one of the, the more connected people in Kentucky media as far as the players. He mentioned the videos and stuff that he's doing. So you get to see all these firsthand in a lot of instances now, man. You mentioned you turned 38 and all. Um, you're seeing these kids grow up, you know, from how it's been and becoming teenagers to millionaires. And I've, I've mentioned a few times, and I'm sure you've seen examples of where kids come from bad situations to Lexington and just how challenging your childhood was and you had that father figure. So for, for some of them, especially with the talent that they have, I'm sure that it has to be extremely difficult. Yeah, you know, and like you said, I mean, it's weird. I appreciate you calling out my age, you know, 38. (laughs) But it's all good, though, man. Like you said, I've seen a lot of kids come through Kentucky. I've seen a lot of kids, you know, come through even the high school level. And, you know, know, everybody has has a different path. You know, I think Nick Richards said it best, you know, like everybody thinks coming to Kentucky is a one and done. But he said I had a different path, you know, and so – he understood that, and that's why he's going to probably end up being, you know, a lottery pick or, you know, have his dream come true by getting drafted in the NBA. So, um, yeah, I mean, a lot of guys just don't understand, you know, the grind, you know, coming to Kentucky. It's all good, you know, to be at Kentucky, but in the same time, it's a lot of hard work. It's a lot of pressure you put on yourself. And most of the times that Cal gets there are good kids, you know. Uh, they understand the grind. They come through it. A lot of them are very hungry because some of them do come from pretty – um, rough backgrounds, you know, but, you know, we all have some struggle in our life, right? You know, and there's different levels to it. And if you can understand that and stay on your path, you know, good things will happen to you. And I try to tell my sons that. I said, look, you know, because they get upset. They're so young now, you know, when they have a bad game, it's like the end of the world, you know. And I said, look, it's okay. Everybody has bad games. You, Michael Jordan had bad games. Uh, LeBron James had bad games. You know, it just happened. You know what I'm saying? But they have better, they have more better games than they do bad games. Just because they work hard, they know they're pretty consistent. And, you know, and that's a different level when I'm talking to them about guys like Michael Jordan and LeBron James and all those type of guys. But, you know, kids, you know, it's all or nothing at this age of 11. You know, they have meltdowns. And, and I say, look, it's okay, man. I still love you. I still care about you. I don't care if you never score points. Are you having fun? And they say, yeah, okay. Well, I'm happy then. So, that's something that, you know, I try to stress to my sons because they think that by impressing me, they got to score, you know, 20 points. I don't care about that. You know, I want you to be happy. Enjoy what you're doing. Good stuff, man. That's the, that's the way it should be. And I know we've, we've talked about that on almost every podcast now is just mm-hmm. if your kids play sports. And a lot of them even did, and it surprised me, like even how, um, you know, T.J. Bison's kids aren't as into basketball as you think. Do you think they'll just be basketball fanatics? So just kind of giving your kids, I guess, those freedoms to make their own choices. And ultimately, they're going to, 
you know, stumble on what's best for them or at least you hope. And just always something they have to work out for themselves. But one thing I definitely wanted to make sure to get on your mind, because, again, I know you're talking to a lot of these guys that you've seen grow up and come to the program, and now they're either overseas, they're in the NBA, and you can find all those videos on Kentucky Sports Radio. But, man, I know some of these guys are probably becoming, even if they're not really, uh, but new fathers. So you got to start plugging the pot for us and get us some high-profile guests. And um, you can even come on with us and stuff because I would love, that would be epic to hear from, you know, especially I guess Cal players are really starting to get at that kind of baby having age in their professional careers to get some of those guys on and hear about, you know, life as a parent in whatever, you know, basketball is taking them. Yeah, no, you're right. You were definitely right. I mean, you think about guys like he first coached like John Wall, you know, DeMarcus Cousins. Those guys have kids now, you know, and that would be good to hear how they are fathering their children. You know, because uh, it, it, you still look at them as young guys because they were young when they came to Kentucky and they were young, you know, being in the league. But now they're actually grown men, you know, and they got their own kids. And their kids are probably five, six, you know, some years of age, maybe seven older. And so, yeah, it's it's kind of it's kind of um, you know neat to see that, you know. And I and I and I also love having guys on too because you know I like to hear about what they're doing in their lives and uh, you know they have kids like you said, Tony Delk, he has kids. He's you know, now giving back to the youth where he's having an academy where he's helping train kids and work them out and do stuff like that. So it's really cool to see that, you know, and, um, you know, it's like you think they're kids, but they're, you know, they're actually adults. They're, you know, they're they're doing their thing. They're trying to find their way as well and try to raise their kids on their own while they still, I guess, fulfill their dream, you know, playing in NBA or playing in NFL. I mean, you know, we saw it with, you know, Josh Allen and, and Lynn Bowden you know, have kids while they were in college, you know, and they still uh, had that grind to be able to, you know, make it to the next level. So it's been good to see a lot of that happening now, you know, guys really uh, putting their children to the forefront, even because, you know, back in the days, you, you wouldn't say anything about having a kid, you know, if you were that young, you know, you almost mm-hmm. got frowned upon, you almost got frowned upon, but now. For sure. No, I did, man, not to interrupt you, but I sure did. I was, I was basically 19 when I had my kid and I know I sure did. And it motivated me, but yeah, continue. Sorry. No, no, you're fine. No, I was, no, you, you see that now, but now you see a lot of guys that are in college or whatever. And, you know, some cases, even in high school have kids and they're doing a good job of like trying to bring them to the games with them and, and hold them while they do interviews. Like, look, this is my inspiration. This is why I play this game. This is why I work so hard because of this little one that I have. So, uh, I, you know, I know that it's not the norm. You know what I'm saying? I know sometimes it makes people feel uncomfortable, but to me, it's inspiring. I'm like, okay. They're still trying to make some other life, even though they may have somewhat, if you want to say, a mis- made a mistake earlier on in their younger days. It's not really a mistake because you have a beautiful child. But at the same time, you know, a lot of people will just gave up. And for them to keep, you know, pushing and moving on, it's always cool to see. So um, I-, I get inspired by seeing when guys do that. Another thing I wanted to mention and just kind of talk with you, and you've kind of sprinkled it in here a little bit, but – what do your kids think about your job? And you, you talked to, about them coming with you and stuff because you have a really kind of unique jobs that I can see kids, especially boys that are the age of your kids wanting to be around because it's not, you know, it's not like you're, you know, crunching numbers, writing stories, stuck behind a computer. Like you get to do a lot of that hands on stuff. And if you've never seen Bradley's work do that, I mean, he's got some of the best stuff out there every time because again, the players gravitate 
towards him. I love the video. It's basically me taking the video of you after the Louisville game. Uh, we we shot that game together, and after with yeah. all the L's down and I'm running the crowd, and that's something I'll never forget, standing next to you when that happened because uh, it's weird in the moment, man, when stuff like that happens because it doesn't seem like, you know, in 20 years you'll be telling someone that and they won't believe you of how neat and cool that was. But I got to assume, and I've seen them at Big Blue Madness and stuff like that, but do they under really fully grasp, I guess, like, that you're, you know, you have that relationship with NBA players and um, the Kentucky basketball team in general? Well, you know, now that they're a little older, like 11, you know, now 11, 12, you start getting closer to those teenager years. Uh, they are. You know, at first they thought it was just like, they, they would like, I think the very first time I took them with me to an event, it might have been, I want to say it was either Carson Towns or like Alex Poitras or something when they did the autograph signing tour. But that was kind of like the when I really started taking them with me, like during the autograph signing tour. I think we they went and saw Tyler Eulis, they went and saw Poitras, Carlton Towns, and you know, and I got pictures and video of all that. And I, as a matter of fact, I showed it to them the other day, and they're like, "Oh man, we were that," you know. But at the time, they were like so young; they were like five or six years of age, and all they cared about was eating and running around the the restaurant or the store we were at. But now they they think it's pretty cool. They're like, "Dad, I really want to." Like, sometimes when they can't go with them, they're like, Dad, I wish I could have went with you. You know, it'd be cool to go to the game. You get to talk to all the players, you know. And I'm like, yeah, that's pretty cool, but it's work, you know. I'd rather be hanging out with you guys. But uh, but, but they think it's pretty cool. It's funny now, They uh, what they'll do now, they'll grab my microphone and act like they're on TV. You know, like, hey, you know, <laughs> they'll, say their, they'll say their name. Hey, I'm Ashton McKee. I'm here live in the house. Or, hey, I'm Reese McKee. I'm down here on, you know, the court of Rough Arena. So they'll try to, like, emulate me or they'll try to, like, you know, reenact a moment they see on TV or, like, a broadcaster. So uh, it's pretty cool to see them do that. They think I'm a cool dad, you know, and it's even funnier whenever I go over to their school sometimes and I'll go and have lunch with them. And it, it was kind of cool because their um, their cafeteria guy, the one that makes their lunch, food, he's a big U.K. fan. He's like, hey, what's up, Bradley? He's, like, a huge fan of mine. It was kind of weird. He was like, and I went over and ate lunch with him. He's like, hey, man, you want an extra piece of meat? You know, I'm like, yeah, yeah, throw some meat on there. I'll eat it. So he gave me some <laughs> extra food, you know what I'm saying, for, uh, for uh, you know, me doing covering Kentucky and whatnot. But it's pretty cool because the boys are always like, hey, my dad covers Kentucky or, hey, my dad does this. You know, it's, so it's kind of cool for them to, like, I guess, feel proud that I'm actually doing something pretty cool. And it's cool for me to, the, the, to think that they're proud of me, that what I'm doing. So uh, I definitely enjoy it, man. They're starting. They're at that age now where they kind of appreciate it, and they really, they really want to be around me all the time, and and be able to go to games and see what I do. And so um, it's pretty cool. They always try to look me up online. Hey, Dad, I saw you know. See what they Google me. That's what they they'll Google. <laughs> me. And I'm like, why are you Google me, Dad? I want to see what's up there. I'm like, there's not really much. It's probably gonna be Kentucky stuff. You know, they they just like to read and see what what's going on there. So it's kind of funny to see that, but. Um, I definitely enjoy it. It brings joy for me that they, you know, enjoy what I'm doing. Sounds like they really like it, man. They're Googling you and all that. And I was never going to tell this story because I could not be like less of a nobody. Like I'm nobody, you know, but we were at a Walmart a few weeks ago and, um, we're just like, we're fishing stuff. I mentioned fishing. Me and my daughter was buying fishing stuff and we're kind of, you know, trying to stay our social distance. This was a couple weeks ago, getting a few things. And I was here like, Drew, big blue Drew, and I saw I turn around, I see the guy, and I'm like, ah, man, I don't know this dude, I felt bad, you know, I'm like, I don't, and he's just like, oh, no, I follow you, like, just want to say, like, I'm a fan of your stuff, whatever, man, 
we played it cool, but me and Lily were geeking afterwards. It was like, <laughs> by far it meant more to me than it did to him. And then, you know, he messaged me, you know, nice to meet you. So I told him I'll shout him out too. So Brad, thank you for saying something. You made me look cool in front of my kids. So that's a uh, very, very much appreciated. <laughs> yeah, no, that's pretty awesome, man. I, I'm glad that that happened to you. This happened to me uh, on occasion. Uh, I'll tell a quick, real uh, quick story real quick about something like that happened to me. My wife and I went up to Chicago a couple years ago. And uh, we just went like, you know, just on a little vacation, like on Memorial Day. And we we started to walk around Chicago because obviously it's a beautiful city. So we're walking around and we were trying to find souvenirs for the boys. And so we go inside this store and it's early. It's probably like 10 o'clock. And that's not like super early, but it's early to be in a store shopping for gifts. And so we're looking around and my wife goes on one side and I go on the other side just kind of looking for like cups and shirts. And next you know, this dude yelled out, Bradley McKee from KSTV. <laughs> and, and I kind of turn around and look and he's like, Hey, what's up, man? And you know, everybody in the store, like workers and people that, are, that were in there shopping as well, looking over like, what's going on? And, uh, this guy comes over. He's like, Hey, man, I want you to meet my wife. And he introduced me to his wife and he was telling me how much he watches, you know, KSTV and he watches Kentucky. He sees all, he follows me on Twitter and all this stuff. And, and I was like, okay, okay, cool. And so my wife comes over there, and you know, and I was like, hey, this is his wife. And this is, hey, hey, what's up? And I didn't know the guy's name. That's, I mean, I don't think he even told me his name. He just said, hey, I'm a big UK fan, blah, blah, this and that. And he left the store. And so as we're going to check out, the lady was like, I'm sorry. She's like, now, who are you? And I'm like, I'm nobody. I was like, I'm from Kentucky. You know, she's like, oh, I didn't, he was yelling there like you were like Michael Jordan, you know, whatever. And uh, this guy was super excited to see me, but that's happened to me occasionally. It's weird, but you know, but it was cool, you know. And my wife was like, "Whatever, let's get out of here," you know. <laughs> but I, I thought it was kind of funny that that happened. But, um, but yeah, you do have like one of those moments. You're like, "Oh my gosh, might recognize it," but at the same time, you're kind of like, "I don't know." I, I feel like I'm a like you said, I'm a nobody. I'm just a regular guy that loves sports, been around Kentucky sports for a long time, and I enjoy it. Same here, man. Again, I, I don't do this for anybody to know me or anything like that. I guess it, it becomes that, though, because, again, that's why I'm doing this podcast. I think especially people like you that work Kentucky Sports Radio is obviously by far, you know, the, the most followed and looked upon from the Big Blue Nation. So people want to get to know you guys. And I think that's cool. And, you know, if you listen to anybody's radio show or anything, I mean, it ends up being you know, half about just things that are going on in their life and how that's relatable and stuff. So I can imagine it's cool working for Kentucky Sports Radio and especially being you um, again, because everybody knows Bradley. And so um, that, that's great that you've built those relationships. And again, man, I'm holding you to it. I'm going to stay in touch about um, maybe putting it in the ear of some people you brush shoulders with about jumping on the dad podcast. Because again, I know, especially the new parents, man, if they just hear podcasts, they'll be like, ah, but you know, if it's, if it's about, um, you know, talking about their new kid, they're going to be all about it because that's, that's what we do as fathers. Yeah, no doubt, man. I will definitely, if I if I can reach out to some of those guys that and know, you know, have them come on, talk about the kids, I'll, I'll be more than welcome to help you out and hopefully get you some guests on it, you know. I, first, I got to get them first, and you can get them second, okay? Yeah, oh, yeah, that's fine with me. I figured that. It, it can be a ways down the road, too. And uh, and I get it. And, again, if you haven't uh, checked out that stuff, it's, it's really good content right now because – not only do you get the sports aspects, but I know a lot of these players were overseas or somewhere other than home. So it's been interesting. I've watched quite a few of them to see how they're coping with COVID-19 and doing that stuff. But all right, man, I got to get up here for bath time and stuff with the kids, help out before I get in trouble. 
but we always got to end it on some dad jokes. So oh, did you, um, do you want me to go first or you want to go first? Man, uh, you can go first. You want, to. I don't care. I mean, like mine are bad. I don't really have any great ones, but if you want me to go first, no I such can. thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I know. And I, and I know I put the guests on the spot and they've all said the same thing, but no, there's no such thing as a bad one. The worse, the more awkward, the more corny it is, um, the better. <laughs> So it, it's tough for me again because I try to put I try to do the daily um, joke of the day, dad joke of the day on the Kentucky yeah. Dad Podcast Twitter page. So follow us if you're not at Kentucky Dad Pod. But I'll just read mine from today. So the Kentucky Dad Pod joke of the day was whiteboards are great. In fact, they're remarkable. <laughs> uh, I actually did. I, I enjoyed that one. I never heard that one. So that yeah. was actually a decent one. Yeah. I like that one. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm a, I'm gonna try one. The one I have says. Do you know the first French fries weren't actually cooked in France? They were cooked in Greece. <laughs> I like it. I've heard that one, but I do like it. Your delivery was yeah. good. So, man, I already knew you were a great dad, man. I, I know you well enough to know that. So your dad jokes and stories um, didn't need to prove it to me because I said I know you're a kick-ass dad, man. We talk and we keep saying it. And um, one reason I was really happy to get you on, man, is because I mentioned before that I'm sad, dude, like normally we get that time, you know, the tournament's over, we'll dap up, see you at the spring game or catch you here. So, like, you, the last time I saw you, I mean, we were making plans, me, you, and Jack from Kentucky Sports Radio, to live it up in Nashville and just have a great time on that scene. And and obviously it didn't come true. So it was nice catching up with you. And um, where we are, man, we're going to grab dinner with TJ here, hopefully in the near future, as soon as the, the governor gives us the green light. Yeah, man. No, like I said, I want to say thank you for having me on. Yes, we will definitely catch up and uh, get that dinner done for sure. We'll make sure we take pictures and tweet it out and say, hey, we had it hap- made it happen. So, I'll, I'll, once again, I appreciate you having me on. And I, look, I do look forward to us being quarantine-free and be able to socialize with some normal people. Yes, sir, man. I appreciate it. All right. Well, thanks for joining us on the Kentucky Dad Pod, and we will see everybody next week. Yes, sir, man. I appreciate it. All right. Well, thanks for joining us on the Kentucky Dad Pod, and we will see everybody.